And now it's time for On the Money with your host, Dan White. Dan has been in the financial services industry for over 25 years, and he's been a featured expert in Forbes, Yahoo, the Philadelphia Business Journal, Dow Jones Market Watch, and has appeared nationally on Fox Business News. Dan is a member of some of the most prestigious financial organizations, including the Society of Financial Service Professionals and the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors. In addition, he's a chartered life underwriter and a chartered financial consultant, credentials you can trust. Broadcasting from the heart of Wilmington, Delaware, here's your host of On The Money, Dan White. Some statistics, while technically correct, are wildly misleading. Let me give you an example. On January 22nd, 2006, one of the most memorable basketball games in history took place. Legendary Lakers player Kobe Bryant and center Kwame Brown combined to score 84 points against the Toronto Raptors. Now, if you don't follow the NBA, you may think both guys scored around 40 points. Nope. Kobe poured in a whopping 81 points, good for the second highest total in NBA history, and Kwame Brown scored three points. Now, this is just a harmless example. It even became a popular mem, but I bring it up for an important reason. When it comes to investing, there are many misleading stats that get repeated over and over and over again. And if you don't have the proper context for them, you'll end up making bad decisions with your money. Welcome to the On The Money Show. My name is Dan White. I am the host of your show. And today we're going to discuss the most misleading statistic in all of investing and some additional signs that tell us we're in a bubble and what you should be doing potentially with your money to avoid disaster. Before I get into our program, though, I do want to uh, point out a couple things. One, I have to wish my son Dylan a happy birthday. His birthday was this past week, and uh, he celebrated it. This is going to sound a little crazy, but he celebrated his uh, 28th birthday by running 32 miles straight. Which is pretty insane. I mean, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm proud of him. You know, I, I don't think I could ever do that. But uh, he ran 32 miles the other day. Uh, it took him, a, it took him four hours to run 32 miles. But he did it, and he did it at a very good pace as well. So, congratulations to Dylan, and happy birthday. Uh, I also want to point out, you know, probably the biggest income source for many retirees is going to be Social Security. And Social Security, we often see, is claimed the wrong way at the wrong time. And people don't really have a good handle on some of the rules concerning Social Security. So we put out a white paper, the 2021 Social Security Update. And it really is loaded with facts and figures and information and really what it means to retirees and investors uh, on on how important it is on when you claim your Social Security. So if you'd like to get a copy of our white paper, the 2021 Social Security Update, pick up the phone and give us a call, 888-690-8820. Again, 
690-8820. In Pennsylvania, it's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. We have several upcoming events this week. On Tuesday, May the 25th, I'm sorry, that's April, April the 20th, we got the wrong dates here. Um, let me check these dates for you very quickly. I'm going to say this is Tuesday, April the 27th. Uh, at 5.30 p.m., we'll be out at the Chesapeake Inn in Chesapeake City, Maryland, doing today's retirement concerns and solutions. Also, that same evening on Tuesday, we'll be up in Wilmington, uh, the 20, 27th at 5.30 at the Columbus Inn, doing the same program. And then finally on Wednesday, the 28th, we will be over at Harry's Savoy Grill in Wilmington, Delaware, doing today's Retirement Concerns and Solutions at 5.30 p.m. So if you'd like to come out to one of our upcoming events, by all means, pick up the phone and give us a call. So we're talking about misleading statistics today and you know, blindly following a true but misleading statistic can make building wealth a whole lot harder than it needs to be. Today... I'm going to show you the number one most dangerous statistic in investing. And I bet you've heard it dozens of times before. But by the end of this show, I hope you're ready to toss it out the window and focus on something 100 times more important. So here it is. And you hear this quite a bit. U.S. stocks have risen 8% every year on average for the last 100 years. I'm going to repeat that. U.S. stocks have risen 8% every year on average for the last 100 years. And technically, this is true, but it's also dangerously misleading. And look, it's no secret why this is repeated over and over. Financial advisors like to use this stat to make you feel comfortable and secure. They would love for you to assume stocks have a clean 100-year track record of consistently rising 8% a year, year in and year out. And that would be nice, wouldn't it? If U.S. stocks were predestined to keep rising 8% a year on average forever, I mean, that'd be fantastic. But of course, this is not how the stock market works. Let's look at one example. Let's take General Electric, for example. So if you look at a chart of General Electric, you know, technically it's not a lie to say GE is up more than 400% over the past 30 years, which is good for an average of over 10% a year. And that would be true, but it would also be very, very misleading because GE stock gained roughly 3,000% from 1985 to 2000, but then it lost around 60% from 2000 until the present day today. Apply this to the whole stock market and you'll see the same thing. There are decades like the 1920s, the 50s, and the 90s where U.S. stocks soared well over 200%. And then there are decades like the 30s and the 2000s when U.S. stocks barely treaded water 
and lost significant ground when factoring in inflation. But sure, when you average it all together, you get 8% a year. But that's a useless piece of information if you're planning on retiring in, say, the next 5 to 10 years. It's 100 times more important to know what kind of stock market environment are we in today. Are we in a time to be cautious like the 2000s when investors should be playing defense? Or are we in a time of great opportunity like the 1990s when you should be getting aggressive? Well, I believe that we're kind of entering into America's fourth wave of disruptive innovation. And this could lead to a stock market boom like the 50s or the 90s, or it could lead into a bust like the 2000s. But every week we're getting new breakthroughs in in genomics and self-driving cars, you know, artificial intelligence, you name it. And this new wave of innovation is hands down one of the biggest and most transformative America has ever seen. So what does this mean for stocks? Well, we've only seen three true waves like this over the past 100 years, and each one sent stocks into a frenzy. So just how lucrative were these previous three waves? Well, the first one happened in the 1920s when mass car ownership changed the world. People who bought the right stocks collected returns as high as 700% and 1,200% in relatively short periods of time. But then you got to look at what happened afterwards. The markets went nowhere for 21 years. From 1930 to 1951, you had zero return. 21 years, zero returns. The next wave came in the 50s when World War II ended and the computing revolution was born. Just like in the 20s, after a massive run-up, Markets stagnated for the next 20 years. The same thing happened in the 90s. The NASDAQ skyrocketed 10 times in the 90s during the internet boom. But when it ended, the NASDAQ returned precisely 0% for the next 18 years when factoring in inflation. In other words, after the wave ended, the NASDAQ returned zilch. For the next 18 years. Can you see why that 8% per year stat is wildly misleading? In markets, you need to be conservative at certain times and aggressive in other times. Getting this right is the key. Remember, there have been three distinct periods when stocks have boomed, followed by 20-year periods when stocks went practically nowhere. And right now, few Americans can afford to earn zero on their investments for the next 20 years. So averages are, you know, you can make numbers do anything you want, you know, when you're looking at numbers. And and it's really kind of frightening when you think about it. You know, that you could you could have a boom year and you could have a bust year and you just don't know which one you're gonna be. We we go through an example with people, you know, if you had a if you had a hundred thousand dollars and you took out five thousand dollars a year, 
In a coffee can, the money should last you 20 years. Well, guess what? That coffee can would have beat the S&P 500 from 2000 to 2019. So you got to know what kind of period you're in. It's vitally important for your financial health. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll free, you can reach us at 888-690-8820. Again, 888-690-8820 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. This morning we're talking about the most misleading statistic in all of investing, what stocks have averaged since 100 years, and when we come back, we're going to talk about signs we're in a bubble and what you can do about that now. We'll have more for you after the break. If you're within 5 to 10 years of retirement, this message is for you. There's never been a bigger disconnect between Wall Street and Main Street. Unemployment over 15%. Unprecedented federal stimulus. Wall Street has never been more volatile. If there was a vehicle that credited you 7% up front, then grew your nest egg by 6 to 7% a year, guaranteed for the next 5 to 10 years before turning into an income stream that you cannot outlive live, would you want to know about it? Call Dan White and Associates now for details. 888-690-8820. Surrender charges and other restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the On The Money Show. My name is Dan White and I am the host of your show. And before the break, we talked about the most misleading statistic in all of investing. And that is, you know, that the market has historically averaged 8% every year for the last 100 years. And I told you what I think of averages. You know, I'll use another example. If you're walking across the lake and the average depth, the average depth of the lake, and you can't swim, the average depth of the lake is four feet deep, okay, you would think, well, I could walk across the lake. I mean, it's not a big deal. But what if it's, you know, two feet deep for quite a bit of ways and then it's 15 feet deep in the middle? Well, if you can't swim, you're going to drown. So, you know, you could throw averages out the window when it comes to swimming, And you can also throw averages out the window when it comes to investing because, again, that 8% statistic, although it may be true, um, again, you're going to hit periods, decades, and, and, and scores of years where you have no return at all. And if you retire at the wrong time, you know, the sequence of returns risk is going to come back and bite you. And you got to be very, very careful if you're near retirement that you don't want to fall into a bad market right out of the gate of retirement because chances are you will run out of money. So as we continue, we're going to talk about why everything kind of points to bubbles in the stock market today, and there's really some crazy stuff out there. But before I continue with the program, I do want to mention a couple things. Uh, one is Social Security. You know, we uh, we harp on Social Security all the time because – you know, it's probably probably the most valuable asset, uh, probably the most valuable retirement income stream that people can have. Because very few people today have pensions. You know, you don't have pensions. So if you're looking for guaranteed retirement income, Social Security is the go-to force. And even if you have a pension, I got to tell you, does your pension have a cost of living increase? Probably not. Okay. And Social Security is probably the only Guaranteed retirement income source that offers cost of living adjustments. So it's vitally important that you get Social Security right. You got to claim it at the right time. You got to maximize the benefits because when you when you play Social Security out to your life expectancy, it comes out to <laughs> hundreds of thousands, if not over a million dollars of retirement income benefits. So it's vitally important you get it right. 
We've got a white paper that explains Social Security in detail, the 2021 Social Security Update. If you'd like to get a copy of this, uh, pick up the phone and give us a call, 888-690-8820. We're happy to send this out to you. 888 690 in Pennsylvania. It's a local call, 610-358-8942, 610-358-8942. So, again, we're talking today about misleading statistics, and we talked about the, the number one about stocks of ours. But i got to tell you, it's it's – we see bubbles everywhere. It's a bubble market in just about everything. And again, when you have this much money floating around in the system due to stimulus, just sloshing around, you know, a lot of people are getting stimulus, they're getting money that they don't really need. So what are they doing? They're, you know, they don't want to miss the boat. It's fear of missing out. You know, they're buying cryptos and they're buying Tesla, they're buying crazy stuff. Um, and stocks have been flirting at or near all time highs for months. By most any measure or metric you want to look at, they are expensive on a valuation basis. But what's more worrisome is the prices at which things that are literally worthless in terms of underlying value are exchanging hands. Dogecoin is a mem-inspired digital currency that was called a joke by the guy who made it. It serves no real-world purpose. But it hit a market capitalization of upwards of $10 billion. It was up by as much as 15-fold this year alone. And things that are next-door neighbors to worthless by any normal person, normal market kinds of standards, are also selling for way too much money. In September, this, <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a rock and roll fan, you're going to love this. In September, a, a yellow... Rolling Stones Tongue Logo Toilet Seat Cover sold for $1,152 at an auction of belongings of the band's bassist, Bill Wyman. <laughs> a toilet seat cover. As Spin Magazine explained, the purchase made a splash in the history books with the cover becoming the most expensive ever sold at an auction. So if you're having a bad day, cheer yourself up with this. At least you're not the guy who tracks the prices fetched for toilet seat covers at auctions. The same auction also set a record for the highest-priced bass guitar ever sold at an auction, a 1969 Fender Mustang bass with a competition orange finish which presumably means something to guitar geeks, designed by company namesake Leo Fender, is not worthless. But the $384,000 price it sold for feels almost as over the top as that toilet seat cover. And last month, a house in Palm Beach, Florida, built on a piece of land once owned by former President Donald Trump, sold for $132 million, making it the second most expensive single-family home in the U.S. It all feels like a bubble, and that feels familiar. It's almost—it's a story almost as old and familiar as Romeo and Juliet. And tales of bubbles and star-crossed lovers have at least one thing in common. They don't end well. So more than 400 years of market bubbles reflect a recurring uh, pattern. In 2008, 
A Canadian scholar named Jean-Paul Rodrique published a model that defines the stages of a bubble. First, you have the stealth phase. In the stealth phase, early so-called smart market investors sense a new market opportunity or paradigm. They start to buy discreetly, careful not to show their hand. Then you enter into the awareness phase. As market prices rise, more investors are drawn to the new investment story. The media begins to cover it, perhaps egged on by oops, I didn't say that out loud, did I? Leaks from the smart money who participated in the stealth phase add to the momentum. Regular investors, the early adopter types, the stock market equivalent of people who camp out overnight to get the latest iPhone, sense that something is rustling in the jungle. That leads into the mania phase. Now everyone notices rising prices. The media is touting the investment of a lifetime. Prices detach from underlying economic reality. Euphoric and increasingly irrational investors extrapolate recent price gains into the future. Enthusiasm spreads like a virus and a feedback loop ensues. Rising prices amplify stories that seem to justify high valuations, which attract an ever-increasing number of buyers. And even cynical traders join the buying, expecting to sell to greater fools. Price gains become parabolic. Paper fortunes are made and greed rules. Meanwhile, the smart money is starting to sell to the dumb money. And then you have the blow-off phase. At some point, buying abates and a paradigm shift slowly or sometimes quickly unfolds. Market participants experience the stock equivalent of a brain-breaking hangover. Sellers who were in the catbird seat now can't find a buyer for love or money. Leveraged speculators face margin calls and are forced to sell. The decline becomes a crash. In this stage, prices fall faster than they rose when the bubble was inflating. Often prices fall below pre-bubble levels. The asset in question becomes universally hated. And eventually the the smart money starts to buy again. Recognizing the panic has created an opportunity to buy assets at cheap prices and the process starts all over again. Well, where are we now with many asset classes? If you're not sure, listen to your guy. <laughs> I mean, these are bubbles. And we're seeing it all around us. You know, you got the, sh- you know, you got crazy stuff out there like SPACs, right? Special Purpose Acquisition Company. And Shaq has one. And Serena has one. And Steph Curry and A Rod and Sierra. And it lists a number of SPACs where sports stars well enough and well-known enough to be identified by only one name, were involved in raising funds for these shell acquisition companies. So the most worrisome part of all this, all but one of these SPACs have already gone public, raising millions of dollars. It's just one more sign of the bubble market that hasn't happened yet. So how do you protect your portfolio from a bubble market? If it really is a bubble market, and it sure looks like it is, you need to watch your portfolio doesn't pop with it. Here's a few simple steps. Regularly rebalance your portfolio. 
You know, if you made 4,000% in crypto, (laughs) sell. Take it off the table and rebalance. I mean, be smart about it. Don't be a pig. Watch stop-loss levels. No one likes to admit defeat, but in investing, it's important to have a disciplined approach to selling your bad positions. When that bubble pops and losing the battle, otherwise you risk losing the war when a few bad stocks wipe you out altogether. Another step, raise some cash. If you think a bubble is forming, sell something. Hold on to the world's best hedge. It's the least exciting asset known to mankind, but it's also one of the safest. And number four, don't bet the ranch to begin with. Position sizing. Don't put too much into one position. Let me give you our phone numbers. Toll free, 888-690-8820. Again, 888 690 In Pennsylvania, it's a local call, 610-358-8942. 610-358-8942. We talked about the number one, the most misleading statistic in all of investing, and we talked about bubbles today. If you think we're heading into one, you've got questions, we've got the answers. Pick up the phone and give us a call. Have a great week. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of their respective parties and not those of this show's producers or this station. Join us again for more On The Money 